0: Hey, it's Amy. I won't take up too much of your time with this intro because I know you are so busy just like me. And I just wanted to pop in and let you know that I'm really excited for you to hear this episode. I'm talking with Shelly Longenecker from Dinner for a Dollar. She's talking all about eating whole real food on a budget. So if budgeting is in your goals this year, but eating well is still in your goals, this is going to be an awesome interview for you to hear. I also just wanted to give you a quick reminder that I've opened signups for my Clean Plates Happy Parents membership group. This is the place that you can go if one of your goals this year is to feel good about feeding your family. We have weekly meal plans. We talk with guest experts. Uh, we do live kitchen sessions. This month, we are cleaning out our pantries and I'm going to give all kinds of guidelines for having your pantry stocked but not overflowing. You can find that at cookingwithafullplate.com slash membership. I hope to see you there. Let's jump into this interview but first the music hello and welcome to a very full plate the podcast where we're all about real food talk with real parents your hosts for today are amy a natural food chef and mom of two and emily a professional home organizer and mom of three take it away ladies Hi, friends, thanks for joining us. I'm your co host, Amy. I turn parents into kitchen ninjas to help them feed their families healthy food more often. I'm all about balance, real life, and having fun in the kitchen. You can find me at cookingwithafullplate.com and my Facebook page of the same name. Hey, guys,
1: this is Emily. I'm a professional organizer who helps my clients simplify their lives so that they can experience harmony in their homes again. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or visit hallharmonyhomes.com. Come along with us while we celebrate our small victories and laugh at our challenges. And thank you so much for listening.
0: Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be here today. This is Amy, by the way. Um, I'm really excited to be here with Shelley Longenecker with dinner for a dollar. So this interview is part of our New Year's series, So You Wanna, and I can't think of a more perfect guest than Shelly to talk to us today about So You Wanna Eat Healthy on a Budget. So without further ado, I'm going to let Shelly introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, and I am. I can't even tell you how excited I am to be a part of your So You Wanna series. That's brilliant, by the way, because Here we are in the new year, and so many people want to eat healthy, but they're on a budget. They want to eat healthy, but they don't have a lot of time. And people really believe that you can't eat healthy if you're on a tight budget. Um, And you can't eat healthy if you don't have all day to spend in the kitchen. And uh, my entire mission is to bust that myth and share with people that you can eat healthy on a very tight budget. And you can eat healthy without spending all day in the kitchen. So I am here to say, so you want to eat healthy on a budget. <laughs> it is possible. You can do it. And you don't have to clip coupons or drive to 37 stores. Um, and you don't have to chop all day long in your kitchen. Um, you do have to do some shopping. I haven't found a way to avoid that.
0: But I know. I keep trying <laughs> to find a way to avoid it. I'm so glad that you said that. And sometimes that takes the longest time. It does. But I appreciate you sharing that it's not about like coupons and going to all these different stores. Right. Because I do think that even in my mind, I have this belief that like, well, sometimes I just have to buy what's convenient because I have two little kids and I'm not going to go to another store and all yeah. these things. So. I want to step back first and just say, like, how did you even start this journey? Like, this isn't something that you come up with overnight by not trying lots of different things. So what did your journey to really, like, nailing this eating well on a budget look like? And then we'll dive into the actual system so people can start taking some tidbits for themselves. Yeah.
1: Well, it's a little bit of a crazy story, and I'm sort of a wordy person, so I'm going to try to keep it. No, our guests, our our (laughs)
0: listeners are used to wordy because they like wordy. They well, they must because I'm <laughs> <laughs> Emily, my co-host and I are both super wordy, So okay.
1: great that's our thing. <laughs> so I will tell my story. Please do. Um okay, so it all started no, just kidding. It did start about 10 years ago when um my son, who is now fifteen, um, at the time we had two children. We now have four. Um, when he was about um Five or so, he was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease of his esophagus, and his esophagus actually attacked itself. The eosinophilic, the eosinophils, which are a white blood cell, attack his esophagus and made it stop working, stop the peristalsis, and it it made him very, very sick. Um, He was throwing up twenty five times a day, um, losing the ability to swallow. Um, had what looked like asthma. Um, And anyway, long story short, we found out that he had food allergies. Um, And once we removed those food allergies from his diet, he started getting better. It was a long path of restoring his system. But at that moment, we realized for the first time that food had the power to hurt or heal. And not that that's, it's obviously a very extreme story. Um, But... changing his food started to restore his system to a balanced healthy state and along with some medicine um, which he was eventually able to wean off of but we worked with a doctor and a naturopath together and um, changed his food and our lifestyle and um, I remember the day we got his food allergy results um, I showed him to my husband and of course we we had never dealt with food allergies. We were, it was a very overwhelming time. Um, and my husband looked me straight in the eye. And the first thing he said is, well, I guess I'm going to have to find a way to make more money so we can afford our food budget. And he went out and did that. And overnight, our food budget blew up. Um, we had to eat whole food so we couldn't just go allergy free. We also needed, because it was an autoimmune disease. So we had to calm his immune system. Um, And, uh, so we had to eat whole food and we wanted to eat a very veggie forward diet, um, because, you know, antioxidants restore and calm the immune system. Sure. Um, and, and we wanted to go allergy free and I just, I threw myself into it. Our whole entire family ate that way because he was young. So we weren't about to keep wheat in the house and dairy and eggs and all these things he couldn't eat. So, um, Fast forward several years, we were having more kids, we were running more businesses, we started homeschooling, our lives got crazy. Um, I was spending two to three hours a day in the kitchen, um, and one day my husband and I decided to get our finances under control. They were very out of control at the time, which is an entirely another story. (laughs) But we sat down and looked at our food budget, and uh, we realized we were spending $2,000 a month on food. $1,200 Wow. 1200 a month on groceries. This is for a family of four, and uh, 800 a month eating out. And I thought we were exceptional when I looked at that number. and now that I'm in the business of helping people get their food budgets under control, I realize actually a lot of people, especially in the whole food world, um, and especially in the allergy-free world, are spending 1,200, $1,500, 1800 feeding their families. Um, I didn't know another way. And other people didn't know that other way. And so when we decided to get our food, uh, I mean, our budget under control, food was the first place we decided to start because we could see that it was just totally out of control. But I looked at my husband and I said, I will not compromise our food standards. Right. We have to be allergy free. I want to stay whole food and I want to be veggie forward. All these things are important. Um, I knew they were important for our health, um, for all of us. And um, there was nothing. I, I went to the market to find um, books, programs, something to help me eat well like that on a budget. And there was nothing. There, were, No one had written anything about how to eat an allergy-free, whole food, veggie-forward diet on a, yeah. On a budget. Yeah. <laughs> and um,
0: what keywords would you search for anyway?
1: Right. <laughs> right. Um, and so I had to develop it on my own. This was years ago. And I, I basically sat down and essentially created what is now my complete system dinner for a dollar where I teach people how I feed my family, um, for $1 per person per meal. Um, but I created that all on my own and I never intended to turn it into a system, turn it into a book, share it with the world. Um, but you know, uh, last year, my youngest started entering kindergarten and I was just ready to do something ambitious yeah. outside of the home.
0: Yeah. I know I, that feeling.
1: Yeah. I had been a stay-at-home mom for 17 years and I, I looked at my husband. I had my master's in counseling. I had a, I had never planned on having children. I had planned on you know, writing books and touring the country and saving the world one book at a time. And then I had kids and and I stayed home and and no explanation. Right. (laughs) Um, and so last year I looked at him and I said, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to, I'm ready to do something. And I didn't know what to do. So I carried around a notebook for months. And, um, in the end, I realized everybody is always asking me, how do you feed your family for $1 per person? Um, because that's been my standard for years. Yeah, Um, And everybody knows how we eat. If you came to our house, you'd never know we were on a budget. Our fridge is full of gorgeous food. You you would think we were spending, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month on food. And when guests come over, you'd never know. So it's not like we're eating beans and rice, um, you know, all day long. You can hit your financial goals and your food goals at the same time without spending all day in the kitchen. So I now, after the system I developed you'll remember originally I was spending two to three hours a day in the kitchen. I now spend about one hour a day total in the kitchen feeding six people a whole food from scratch diet all day long.
0: Okay. I know that our listeners are going to want to, are just sitting there being like, okay, tell me how to do all this. But I'm trying to, as the host, I'm trying to think like, okay, how can I ask this in an organized way? Because I have so many questions. Yeah. So, Um, I would say that most of our listeners are like on the Whole Food bandwagon. That's been a big focus of our conversations thus far. So like we are convinced that Whole Foods is where it's at. Um, Where we probably as a group, if I can speak for us collectively, probably struggle more is one, keeping our food budget in check while doing that. And two, figuring out how to fit it into our lives. So a lot of us have like two working parents, or, um, you know, we have more than one kid at home that we're taking care of, and it gets, like, exponentially harder. I am in awe of anyone who has more than two kids, because that is for sure my personal limit. (laughs) Um.
1: It was mine, too, but (laughs) apparently there was another plan. Yeah. We definitely only planned on having two. I I was was going to
0: say best laid plans. And before we dive into any of that, I just want to recognize this has been something that has been a theme for me as I start my business is... um, this idea of like, how can we make our limitations, our superpowers? And I just want to recognize that I love how much you took these limitations that you had in your own life, these challenges, you made it a superpower for you personally, and now you're taking the chance to teach it to other people. I just think that is so inspiring. So thank you for sharing that story. Wow.
1: That's (laughs) cool. I love that. I didn't even know I had a superpower. So that is that we all awesome. have a superpower.
0: <laughs> this is yours. So, let's let's dive into it so that those of us who don't have this superpower can like get a little bit of your tidbits. So, all right. Um I don't even know where to begin, so I'm going to give it to you to okay. tell us like if I am eating a whole food diet but I would love to be let's focus more on the budget part first. If okay. I I would love to be more conscientious of my budget this year yeah. in doing that. Where is the best place to start.
1: Okay. So, um, I will, so I have like, there's three, so my system has 11 steps and when, when you use them together, it it helps you save time, money, and energy. So I appreciate that you wanted to focus on just one of those resources because they really are different. They're different strategies, what you're going to do to save time, money, or energy. And I value all of them equally. Yeah. Um, but the Well, budget. they're
0: all assets, right? And essentially we have a budget for all of them. And we I do. just want to recognize that too, which is that like, it, there are also people you said like, oh, there's no one, there was no one doing this because there are people who can help you save money in the kitchen, but then you're spending all day there, right? And yeah. like, maybe I don't have either of those things, right? <laughs> all the money or all the time. Um, But I know that like budget is one we haven't really focused on here. And I strongly believe that whether your food budget is $2,000 a month or it's $200 a month, we all have a budget, right? That we are at least sticking to somewhere in our head.
1: Yes, absolutely. And um, I always hate those questions on Facebook. How much should I be spending on groceries? And I'm like, you know, it really depends on how much time you have available to spend on food. Um, it also depends on how much money you have available to spend. So yes, I appreciate that. You're recognizing that everybody has a different budget. Ours is $1 per person per meal that helps us hit all of our other financial goals that we have in our life. Um, so we, I saw you doing math. I'm, I'm,
0: yes, I was totally doing math in my head. What's yeah. that like about $500 a month.
1: So we spe- so we spend $1 per person per meal okay. and we spend $1 per person per day for snacks. So $4 okay. per person per day. One hundred and twenty dollars a month per person. Okay, is what we budget.
0: Okay, so it's like seven hundred and twenty dollars. Seven
1: twenty for our family. Now, and that comes in underneath, which I I'm so I was so excited when I learned this when I was researching for my book. If we were to be given a full SNAP allotment by the state of Arizona, um, like if we had financial need and needed to apply for SNAP, sure. Um, my budget actually comes in underneath the SNAP allotment. Cool. So the methods that I use could help people who are even on food assistance be able to eat a completely whole food, allergy-free, veggie-forward diet for less than what the government is giving them in their budget. So that's exciting to me that we have the power to help people who are even on the most strictest of situations be able to understand and live in the power of whole food. So, okay. So I'm going to say, I would say it's so hard to pick what's most important, but I'm going to say reducing the amount of times that you go to the grocery store. Mm. So I have an entire chapter on that, on how to do it. And here is why it's so important. Every time you step foot in the grocery store, you're going to spend more money. So simply by reducing the number of times you step through a store you are going to naturally just reduce your budget without making any other changes. But to reduce your trips to the store, you have to be intentional on the front end. And I think intentionality would be the key word that I could pass on. You are not going to just eat a whole food diet for $1 per person per meal and just stumble into the store and pick up food and take it home And make it and and feed your family for a dollar per person. That it it isn't going to happen. You have to have an intentional plan on the front end.
0: Yeah, and you know I would even say this uh, intention is a big word in sort of my life and the way that I work with folks because I think you're also not going to accidentally eat a healthy diet, right? Like you're neither of those things are going to happen. And so um, I love the idea that with some intention we can not only eat the way that we want to eat, a way that we feel good about for our family, but that we can also save money and energy doing it. So I'm I'm having the intention to go to the grocery store and um, I know what I'm going to get. Presumably that's a piece of this.
1: Yeah. Now what? Because
0: I still spend all the money when I'm there. I'm like, need all the things.
1: (laughs) So let me talk about how I go to the store less. Okay. Because what we were doing before, when we were spending $2,000 a month, I didn't have a strong food plan. I didn't have a strong food system, but we had really strong food values, right? I already mentioned that whole food, veggie, forward, allergy-free. I didn't want my values to change. Um, So I had to change the way I was shopping and preparing because I couldn't change my food values. Um, So we were going to the store two to three times a week on average. Turns out the average American is going to the store two to three times a week. So um, if you're listening you're probably doing that unless you have an intentional food plan set in place. Like Amy, like you said, you're not going to accidentally eat whole food. You're not going to accidentally eat whole food on a good budget. And you're not going to accidentally only go to the store once a week or once every 10 days. I now shop every two weeks. Wow. And we eat fresh fruits and vegetables for the entire two weeks. Now, I did not start that way. So like I mentioned, we were two to three times a week, right? So my first goal was to get down to only going to the store once a week. So if I had made a plan to only go twice a month, we would have all starved to death and died and we would have quit because that was way too big of a, way too big of a change. So I first changed to once a week and I kept it there for a long time. I'm going to say maybe a year until I had really stabilized that habit and really knew how to shop only one time a week. And then I moved it to every 10 days. um, And then I moved it to every two weeks and I've been at every two weeks for a long time now. And I can talk about how I hit the two weeks later, but I first want to talk about how to hit once a week, because I think that's the first goal for most people, unless you're already at once a week and you want to lower your budget even more. I don't Um, think most of
0: our listeners are out once a week. If if I know them the way that I think I do, probably most of us are in that two to three times a week average category. So I love the idea of focusing on once a week first.
1: Yeah. So let's do that. So once a week. So the only way to get yourself to once a week is, like I said, intentionality. And so when I make my meal plan, I also bring my calendar and put it in front of me. And that was a really big change for me, especially now that I have kids in school. Um, our food life changes all the time now with kids in school. When, when kids are just at home, your food life is actually pretty consistent. Um, but once they enter school age, you start developing just a whole world outside of the home that puts you on different rhythms. Um, kids are in sports or you're responsible for bringing, you know, 28 individually wrapped nut free snacks, you know, for preschool, on Thursday. It's so true. Right. I was checking my
0: calendar just this morning to be like, is it actually pajama day or am I <laughs> sending my kid to school in pajamas on not pajama day? So I understand that especially with more kids, but I only have one kid in school right now that yeah. it gets like super wonky. So I love the idea of putting your calendar in front of you as you plan because what influences your food purchasing more than what the heck your kid's schedule
1: is, right? For sure. And so I keep in mind several things when I'm making my food plan, not only my kids' school schedule and what they might need for any special things at school, their sports schedules. Um, For instance, my two boys, they um, go-kart. And every once in a while, we have three-day go-kart weekends. Cool. Or yeah, super fun. That's a whole nother story. Yeah, I,
0: I'm like I'm I'm holding myself back from asking questions because that yeah. sounds amazing. But okay, so I have 15,
1: one who drives 85 miles an hour and he's 15.
0: Okay, never mind. Don't tell me any more about no. it. My mama cart, heart cannot yeah. handle it.
1: I don't I was gonna say I don't recommend <laughs> anyone listening, don't let your kids do go karting. So anyway, that's another topic, but you know, it's there for you. So
0: I, but I think a lot of us can relate to this idea of like three-day, you know, tournament style weekend type things.
1: And before what I would have done is it would have came to Friday, the start of the three-day weekend. I went to Oh crap. I didn't make any plans. And we would have done takeout all weekend long sure, because I would have made absolutely no plans for how am I going to feed my family for these three days? Because here's what I've learned. And <laughs> this is, for, I'm going to give this to you for free. This, okay. This is really good. Okay. I'm It'll waiting in your mind. Whether I make a plan or don't make a plan, my kids have to eat every stinking day. Isn't it so annoying? It's really annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. And if I don't make a plan ahead of time, then three times a day, seven days a week, I have to make food decisions. So, I, if I don't make a plan, I'm now making 21 food decisions every single week. And when my family starts going separate ways, I might have to make more than 21 food decisions because I've got 21 family food decisions, but then I've got a kid going this way and a kid going that way. So now I've got 25, 28, 32, I might have 40 food decisions to make in a week. Yeah. That is so stressful to have to make that each and every day in the middle of our busy lives
0: not only is it stressful, but what a freaking waste of time, especially for, you know, you and I, like we deal in food. So at least I'm like, okay, well, at least I have fun thinking about food and it feels like it has a purpose for my business and all that. But for a lot of our listeners who know maybe their interest in food is that it tastes good and that it nourishes their family, but they have this like other passion or like expertise lying within them. I always think like, how annoying yes. that the need to focus on food for their family is taking them away from what they're actually meant to do in this world. Yes. Because it, it takes all their brain power before they ever get to that thing they're really passionate about.
1: It, I actually just wrote a magazine article that I submitted today about that very thing for business owner women about when you can make your food decisions ahead of time, then you're freed up emotionally to do what it is that you're called to do.
0: Yes. And oh my gosh. You're my soul sister. Yeah, I don't think you know, knew that ahead of time, but like we are meant to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so true. So, okay. So 21 times, like all the numbers, whatever. all the right. numbers. So all of
1: these food decisions. So when I bring my calendar to my meal plan, I get to make all those, let's say 21 to 45 food decisions all at one time in one hour. And one hour. Okay. That was my next one. It takes me about an hour to make. Okay. Um, now when you're doing a week at a time. When I do two weeks, sure. I'm maybe an hour and a half. Sure. Um, but then I don't have to think about food again. Um, I don't have to make any more food decisions. I've already I've assessed what everybody is gonna need for that week. And I know, okay, the three day weekend is coming up. What what am I gonna put in place ahead of time? so that I can be prepared to meet my family's needs without blowing my food budget yeah. or my time budget. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of the most powerful things that I can do is bring my schedule to my planning. Um, and sometimes what that means is that I know that when I'm at the store, I need to buy more convenient items mm-hmm. to use. So for instance, I, I don't really... I used to be too good for bagged lettuce. So let's ignore all the recalls for a minute and, you know, <laughs> E. coli. Yes. But um, before that, I was too good for bagged lettuce. I was like, oh my gosh, that's for like, I don't know what I thought.
0: People I don't just, know what they're doing, right? You I know. never
1: bought bagged lettuce. It was really gross to me. Like I just, I was like, I'm chopping my own lettuce. Um, and I never bought like the rotisserie chicken already cooked. I'm like, for $2 less, I can cook my own chicken. Right. Um, except when I'm super busy, I'm not going to chop that lettuce and I'm not going to cook that chicken. I'm going to go get takeout and that's going to cost me $45. Yes. And I'm going to, I'm going to miss at least one of my food values somewhere in there. Cause I can't, there's really not, I mean, we found some good takeout, but for our family, it's a minimum of $40 for us to hit our food value. $40. Where do you guys well, live? Well, we're really, really, <laughs> really tight. I mean, we're, I'm really good at saving money.
0: I uh, mean, that is yeah, mind-boggling though. I mean, granted we're in Seattle and prior to this we lived in San Francisco. So those are really exceptionally expensive cities, but I have two little kids and who won't even eat one meal put together and we easily spend more than $40 eating out in like yeah, a week.
1: We're 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 really careful. Well, with the takeout places, we have like three places we can get takeout from for $40 and under. One of them we can get it for like 28 bucks.
0: Uh amazing. Damn. That's amazing.
1: That's another topic, but you know. Um.
0: So, so I love, I just want to dig into, because I love what you said there, which is like the recognition that money isn't always the only thing you're budgeting for. That's right. And I think a lot of us moms get caught up in this idea that our time is not of value, especially those of us who are stay-at-home moms. And I'm speaking to myself here as much as I'm speaking to anyone else, where I'm like, I could just scrub the toilets myself. Right. Um, But the truth is that your time is worth something and you get to decide how much it's worth. And in busy times, being honest with yourself about what you can and can't do, not only saves your sanity, maybe the most, most importantly saves your sanity, but ultimately making the right decisions actually ends up saving you money too, because it's not between raw chicken and cooked chicken in this case. I love how you recognize that it's between cooked chicken, pre-cooked chicken and takeout. And that's yep. like a very different comparison than the former one. So I, I love yeah. that point and I don't want to skip over it. So, so you recognize now like, okay, rotisserie chicken, bagged lettuce, like there's no shame in that game. Nope. Where does that like fit? How do you get that to fit into everything else you're doing around saving money?
1: Well, um, I, my entire book is all about balancing time, energy, and money saving, cool. because if you're going to save time, um, you're going to spend more money right. and probably less energy. But if you're, if you're going to save money, you're going to spend a little more time and a little more energy and yeah. recognizing that that is a balancing act and assessing the reality that those morph with time and circumstances and life stages. And sometimes they morph instantly, you know, everyone in your house gets the flu. Okay. So obviously your time and energy savings, you know, you're not even, you need to save all your time and all your energy. Right. Take all my money. Yes. Whatever it takes. (laughs) Um, So recognizing exactly what you said, you know, I am not a machine. I, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm a human being with total limits. And so recognizing that assessing that and working within that so that I can still meet my family's needs is critical. And I used to ignore all of that. And part of that is probably my age. I'm 44 now. We still have a five-year-old old at home. The way I parent now is completely different um, than on my first round. Um, I now know that I have limits and I don't fight it anymore. I actually embrace it and accept it because it really makes, I don't know, I've never been so exceptional as I am right now at this phase in my life because I know that I have limits and I work within that to meet the needs of my family and the, and my own needs. And I, oh, I love I, that. I love
0: <laughs> that so much, Shelly, because you know, we all have limits whether we want to recognize it or not. And as moms, we have moms and dads who listen, but especially as moms, I think we are afflicted with this feeling of like, I will take care of everyone else to the detriment of myself to the end. And the reason that I love focusing on whole family wellness is because there are so many places that focus on just the mom. Like, oh, you want to look and feel a certain way. Like here's a program for you, like 15 minute workouts and low carb eating or whatever it looks like. Right. And then there's like a program for kids, like feeding kids what they like. But what about when all of us are at stake here? right? Right. And we really are as a family unit. It is about all of us. And you brought up for me this saying that is like so much bigger than food but it applies here which is you can do anything but you can't do everything yep and I love that your system is not just focused on doing the one thing. It's like on balancing all of the things and sort of like in, in my past career, when I was a consultant, we had this program where you could like dial up or dial down your work hours. Like they had a flexible work program, but it was, it was kind of a cool system. Folks who worked with me at Deloitte will remember this is like, you could dial up down your work hours and say like, I don't, I want to work 75% hours, right? So I don't want to work as much. But the tool would actually show you the things that would also dial down with that. Like you're going to get promoted more slowly and you're Um, salary is going to go down slightly and you're going to have less selection of clients and like all of these things. And I loved that idea of like a visual of saying like, here are your levers and they can't all be at max all the time. Like I can't save time, money and energy all at the same time. So I'm going to dial one up or down based on what's my priority currently.
1: Exactly. And it shifts a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. All the time, right? If yeah. it's not shifting dear listener. I encourage you to think about like how you can get more honest about how it needs to shift because yeah. it does. Right. Yeah. So if my priority is budget right now, how, I mean, I am still like trying to wrap my mind around, like, how do you get to $1 per meal per person eating fresh whole foods? Cause I know that there is this conception. I share it that sometimes it's cheaper to eat crappy food.
1: Yeah. So, well, let me, I just realized that I didn't completely finish how I shop less and oh, why that's yes, important. Please. So let me just finish that last little loop there yeah. and say, you know, so I have my schedule in front of me. And so on my shopping list goes everything that I need for that entire, you know, seven day period. If I don't do that, then I'm going to remember the twenty six individually wrapped peanut free snacks that are due on Thursday on Wednesday night when I look at my calendar. Mm -hmm. And so then what do I have to do? Go to the store again, right? Go to the store. So I'm at the store that just took me a minimum of an hour. If I'm in and out, that was an hour of my life right there. Poof gone because I didn't, that's a lot of time actually. And probably while you're there, you picked up blueberries that were on sale more bananas because you're out, um, you know, and you grab maybe two or three other things and all of a sudden your 26 individually wrapped snacks cost you about $35. Yeah. Okay. So you can see how one choice, which is I'm only going to go to the store once a week, will immediately save you time, energy, and money. That It's a really powerful choice. Yes. Um, so I don't want to deny... I don't want to over, because there are time, there are some choices that you can make that will help you save time, money, and energy equally. And yeah. going to the store less is absolutely one of them. Now, can I stand before you and say, I only ever go to the store every two weeks and I never, ever, ever forget anything? Absolutely not. But I made a conscious decision to become flexible in my eating enough where if I forget things, I I work it out. I make a change. My pre-chapter talks all about how to cook without recipes and, nice. um, how that helps save you time, money, and energy and reduce your food waste. Um, so anyway, that's an, so reducing your trips. It, I w- if I could encourage you to just do one thing to you and to your readers, it would be to make a firm decision and make it firm for a while until you develop a habit. I said to you that now I will run to the store because I'm really good about my food budget now. But early on, when I was first making my choice, I never, ever, ever went more than once a week. I I made it like a firm resolution until I learned how to not run to the store all the time. I just wasn't going to go. Yeah. So I would say if people can make one change, that would be a really solid one because it'll have a giant ripple effect on... um, lowering your time, your energy and your money a lot. I would, I would guess if you could bring your, but if you could bring your food trips to just once a week from two to three, I would think you're going to save probably about, um, you're knocking off, let's say two trips, eight, eight times 30. You know, you might knock 150, 200 dollars a month off your budget by making wow. that one choice. Okay, I love that because
0: I'm all about high impact, high payoff activities, right? So, yes. So listen, we're all going to start going to the grocery store <laughs> once a week. That's that's my new New Year's resolution. I'm So changing. let me
1: tell you, you're going <laughs> to think that you're going to die and you're going to think of me and you're going to hate me. <laughs> when you're gonna be like on Thursday and you're out of milk and you have no bananas and your three-year-old is like banana and yes. you're gonna you're gonna be like that woman sucks. So that's how you're gonna think about me. But when you get good at it, um then you'll love me yeah. <laughs> because you'll be saving money and saving time and saving energy. Um, it, let me add one other tip to going less because it's really important. So number one is having your schedule in front of you. My second main tip to be able to make that happen is, um, quantifying your list. So I used to just put like apples on my list Mm -hmm. in order to make it an entire apples are something we eat a lot of in our house. And if we run out, people are crabby. So, um, it's important to me to have enough apples to make it two weeks. Well, in order to make it two weeks without apples, I have to ask myself, how many apples do we eat a day? Okay. And this is such a elementary concept and I'm sorry if I'm like insulting your intelligence, but this it's, was a mind blower for me.
0: It's not because I think like, yeah, we all know this, but right. we're probably not doing it. So I appreciate right. you digging in a little bit more. So
1: think through those things in your life, the apples of your life, whatever they are, milk, bananas, Um, you know, whatever it is, your family just really needs to have for them to feel well cared for. Yeah. Um, and quantify those out. So now every time I put 20 red apples and 10 green apples is on my list. Yeah. Onions do you need to make the recipes that are on your thing, right? Don't put onions on your list, Put you know, 16, eight, four, I don't know, um, red peppers or whatever it is, you have to put a number there and it will also shorten your time in the store. You're not going to be standing there. How many peppers do I need? Right. Oh, I can't remember what it was that I was cooking or, you know, it, if you multiply that out, that's going to make your grocery trip faster. But the biggest thing is it'll help carry you over that seven days. But at first, while you're developing the habit, you're going to forget things. Oh, of
0: course, of course. It's like learning anything, right? But I I love that idea of like starting us off, helping us skip some of the pain points that you had so that we can get there a little bit faster, right? Yeah. So, okay, so we have planned looking at the calendar and then we've written down exactly what we need, like numbers, not just things that we need. And now we're going to the grocery store once a week.
1: Right. And don't forget, there has to be an internal commitment. Like Mm -hmm. I made a, you know, like anything, you have to make an actual decision. So I made a very strong decision because we had big financial goals we wanted to hit. Um, And we were way behind because of our bad choices for many years. And so I had a strong desire in my heart (laughs) to get my food budget under control. And as a stay-at-home mom, I recognized, and this is important, I recognized that getting my food budget under control and reducing the amount that we ate out was actually the number one way that I could financially contribute to my family. Mm. And I covered this in my book. There was almost nothing that I could have done with the size of family that we had and the dynamics that we had, almost nothing I could have done outside the home that would have saved me the amount of money right. that I saved by taking my food budget seriously. I, I cut our bill $1,000 a month, Amy. Yeah, I, I would have to work a lot, and I have and, a master's degree. But I and I'd that's have to work a thousand a post-tax
0: dollars too, yes. right? Which is like another exactly. important side of that is it is. Say, like, it's not just straight income. It wouldn't no. just be like I have to go make this. It's like there's childcare and there's taxes and there's like all of the things that everyone already knows because you know, we all deal with money in some way, shape, or form. But I really appreciate you saying that because it is a really strong why. And one of the things we talked about, we did a goal setting series leading up to this, like how to get really clear on your goals for the new year. And one of the things that came out of my conversation with Jacqueline Malone, it's on episode 38 of veryfullplate.com slash 38, if folks want to go back and listen, is she says, like, you really need to start with your why. Yeah. And if you don't have a why, it's not something you're going to stick with. So Exactly. I think it's so important to recognize that the idea of taking this on, if you decide, so you want to eat healthy on a budget this year and you're listening to this in hopes of getting answers, get really clear on why eating healthy and why saving money on eating healthy is really going to contribute to your your life in a significant way. That's right. That's such an important point. I'm so glad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We saved $12,000 a year. That's like a car. So having a strong system will help you hit your financial goals and your food goals and help you reduce your time and energy that you spend on food. And it just seems crazy that I ever lived any other way. Like why would I spend $12,000 for no reason when I could accomplish the exact same goal and spend less time and energy doing it?
0: Well, I think that oh. speaks to like, how much this has really become a part of your life, right? And I think it right. can also serve as inspiration to those of us who might struggle with food systems to say, this can become a part of my life, but I have to like make it happen. It, like, going back to where we started, like it's not going to happen accidentally, right?
1: No. And in the, in the time of the transition, I was spending a lot of time learning new habits. Um, so now I spend an hour a day. But, you know, I had to research the cheapest places to buy my food. That mm. took some time. I had to learn how to make a food plan. That took some time. You know, I had to learn how to really check my prices. That took time. Um, and in my book, I do walk through, walk readers through how to do each of those steps. And in cool. the new year... Um, I'm so excited about this with anyone who purchases the book for free. I'm offering a book club where we'll meet once a week and go through every step of the system so that, um, you're not just reading the book. Cause like you said, if you make a change, if you don't decide to make a change and really implement those new habits, it's about changing your habits. Yeah, and definitely. There's actually a lot of habits that go into food and you know this. I mean, there's a lot of habits that go into eating good food and there's even more that go into, um, saving money. And so making that decision that it's important to you, knowing why will give you the, um, energy and focus to push through making those new habits. Cause it's not easy. You, you it, it is very frustrating, um, it's frustrating. I I was having
0: this thought recently that it's simple, but it's not easy, right? Right. Like it's actually quite simple to eat well. Like I could give you a list of foods to eat and you could just eat them forever, but it's not easy because there's emotions and there's logistics and there's, you know, taste and there's all of these things that really goes into it. So I'm curious, what did you find in terms of like, now you're going to the store once a week and you talked a little bit about researching, like, where's the best place to shop? Where do you shop for groceries, Like whole food groceries on a budget.
1: Yeah. So there's actually, um, if you Google, I can't, I I could maybe provide the link if I can dig it up. I'm not sure. But if you just Google like um, cheapest grocery stores in the US, they've done research on statistically where are the cheapest places to shop. Um, And so everybody has access to different stores locally. But I can say overall, if you have an Aldi or a Winco near you, Okay, those are statistically the two cheapest stores to shop at in the U.S. Um, and we got a Winco like two miles from us, and I can say in my own personal experience, Winco is fabulous. Um, so I do Winco is my base store. That's where I buy all of my base products. I do all my shopping in one day, um, with the exception, my husband makes a Trader, Trader Joe's run for us. Um, because he drives right by one, so he goes twice a month to Trader Joe's cool. a once a month trip to Costco. and um, then I pay attention to the lost leaders at the local stores, and I assess my time and energy and ask myself if the savings for those lost leaders is worth it that week. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. So when I go to the store I have my grocery list and I have, I keep a clipboard, which is something I talk about. I go to the store with a clipboard. Okay. Um, and on it, I have a page with all the loss leaders written out for food that I would buy, um, at stores that I might shop at. And I can compare those against the prices that are available at Winco because Winco doesn't post their sales. Very frustrating. You can I don't know what their prices are going to be. So I can't pre compare. So I go to Winco first. Um, and I, I see, okay, uh, this week I want to buy, um, you know, red peppers and they're 89 cents at Winco. And I see that at Sprouts, they're two for a dollar this week. Mm. So I stand there and I ask myself, do I have the time and energy to make a trip to Sprouts on my way home? And I look at all the other things on Sprouts that are beating my prices there and then I make it, I make a choice. And now that I'm writing and launching this company, I I haven't been making other trips. It hasn't been worth it for me to save that. Sure. Um, I have added one other store into my little loop and that is the 99 cent store. Okay. If you have for produce, what the heck? I had a friend who told me about the ninety-nine cent store for produce, and I did the little food snob thing that I talked about earlier. I was like, I cannot buy my food at the ninety-nine cent store. I have standards. Um, and I thought that because it, it's so
0: relatable, it's all of us I about something, that,
1: right? I thought it would be like seconds or something, and I walked in, and they had an entire produce section, all first quality produce. And I stood there, and I was like, pride comes before the fall. <laughs> I was like, right. okay, humility. I filled my cart with 99-cent groceries, portobello mushrooms for 99 cool. cents. A three-pack of portobello mushrooms for 99 cents. Oh, that is cheap. Fat cauliflower heads. No one else can see me, but you can. Gigantic cauliflowers for 99 cents. Um, organic, three organic romaine lettuce heads, 99 cents. Um...
0: Those are um, good prices for those who like don't have prices living in their heads. Those are really good prices.
1: Really good prices. If you have a 99 cent store. So what I do now is I stop at the 99 cent store on my way to Winco. And I just, I literally run in, I make a loop. I see what they have because their they're, um, selection changes all the time. It is not predictable. The 99 sure. cent store is not predictable. So do you go
0: there first or second?
1: I go there first and okay. I see what they have. And then I go to WinCo and I shop and then I, and then I stop it because it's lit for me. They're one mile apart and they're both on my way to the grocery store. So again, this is my own personal circumstance. Right. It totally works for me. Um, so I run in, I scope it out and then I, I write down what they have next to my WinCo list of produce that I was going to buy that week. You know, the 99 cent store has these things and I go to Winco and I buy whatever makes sense. And then I swing by there and pick up whatever makes sense. And so I okay. have that at the 99 cent store into my loop and you know, it adds a little bit of time, uh, probably 30 minutes total. Cause I'm really disciplined. And I, I mean, I zoom in, I zoom out, I zoom in, I zoom out. Yeah. Um, because for me, I am a like thrift, cheap shopper. Are you shopping without kids? I just want to make
0: sure. It sounds like, yes.
1: that is one of the things that I talk about. You need to leave your kids at home. If you want to, if you want to save the most amount of money Mm. and the most amount of time and the most amount of energy, do whatever you can to leave your kids at home. Statistically, the, with every person that you bring with you to the store, your grocery bill rises.
0: My husband won't mind me calling him out because he called himself out the other day at home but it is like dangerous to send him yep. to the grocery store he has fantastic taste in food oh yeah but i'm like you know our food budget is not super strict but i i stick to it in my head i'm like okay i right. know what i have to spend and i know what i've spent already and it's not his fault and i think what you're saying is is confirmation of that it's not his fault it's just that he doesn't do most of the grocery shopping. Yep. So he goes and he's like, wow, this cheese looks really awesome or I found this cool thing or I need like two containers of eggnog. And it's great that he can go do that and that we can afford for him to do that. But it is like, I can totally see how if you're committed to sticking to a strict, strict br- budget, if that is feeling important to you, then adding anyone to, into the yep. mix like is exponentially more choices to make. It and is. it sounds like that's a lot like the planning piece of things is it's actually... A thing you can do that pays off in both money, time, and energy. And so it I love that you called that out here because that's I another actually like take, win.
1: I take one kid with me. I take my 15-year-old teenage son, and I take him because um several reasons. One, um, we bought him a shirt when he was like eight that said like future millionaire. Like he is a total money-driven. Entrepreneurial spirit and super thrifty, so he doesn't add to my mm. equation. He will look at it and he'll be like, "That's four dollars and seventy nine cents. We totally should not buy that." He's like, "That's too much." So oh, wow. um, we do not need that. I mean, he's so funny. Um, plus, Winco is a super physical. When I go twice a month, it's Winco you have to bag all your own groceries. Okay, so I'm until the time I put everything in I. Uh, the four kids that killed my back. So I have a funny back. So he does the physical part. He pushes the cart. And it makes us a lot faster. So he pushes and I throw and we run through the store together. And then he bags for me and helps me, you know, so I just
0: love the visual of
1: that. And I yes. think it's
0: so cool that you're teaching him that skill too, because so many of us go out into the world and we have like no idea, right. About cooking or food or groceries yeah. or really budgets or any of the things. So you're setting him up with his like foundation of already being entrepreneurial to like be so far ahead of the rest of us.
1: I do actually, I also talk about that in my book about including your kids and training them. Um, yeah, my, my two older kids, they can do anything in the kitchen and, um, because they, I've had them help all along the way. Um, that's one of the ways that I save time. So I include all of my kids all the way down to the five-year-old in food prep, Cool. Um I don't include them in the store. That I leave them at home. Um so yes, leaving people at home is actually really important. And um that took a commitment on our family's part. That was one of those things where I looked at my husband because this was, you know, years ago when they were smaller and it was a lot harder and now it's a little bit easier, but it's still a commitment that we recognized I have to be intentional And, you know, I have a whole chapter on how to handle shopping day, because you can, if you're, if you're really trying to streamline your money all the way down, you can make this plan, um, that is perfect and you could completely blow it at the store. Um, so I, I have a concept. I mean, I give myself a big girl panty talk all the time and I talk to my readers about that. Like I, I am like your husband. I love to bless my family with good food. Oh, I'm also that way, by the way. Yes. (laughs) And I had to recognize um, that we can't hit our financial goals if I buy my family everything that I want to buy them. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, eventually, throughout the year, because I'm super, super, super picky about my prices, everything goes on sale and so when it's on sale, I buy it. Like I'm so excited, I'm getting my husband prime rib for his birthday, um, because prime rib's on sale right now at the lowest price of the year, and we're having prime rib. Um, so twice a month, our meals don't hit our one dollar. I bless my family with a good meal that's outside of our budget. No, I mean that's within our. That still hits our seven twenty. Sure. So I have lots of meals that come under a dollar.
0: Right. Time. So you like budget for a more indulgent? Alert.
1: Yes. We have, you know, steak about once a month. And so we definitely have those meals um, that are special. And so we're not always eating frugally because now we do have more money actually, and we can't afford to spend more. We just choose not to because why would we eat? I don't know. It's just like it's here and then it's gone. And I now know that if you wait, if you have a little bit of delayed gratification, you can have all that good food just at the right time. Not. Yeah not every week. You know, I can't have primary in February because it's Valentine's day and it's going to cost $12 (laughs) and 99 cents a pound. So
0: it's, it sounds like there's like so much too, that goes into just like building your knowledge and understanding prices and all of these things. And uh, we don't have like a ton more time, but I have so many questions. So one thing I want to make sure we get to, I'm going to prioritize them is can you give us some examples of what meals in your family look like just as like inspiration yeah. for us for like how it all comes together after you've done this planning and awesome shopping and
1: everything? So, um, if you sign up for my email list, not only will you get in the first email, you'll get the free chapter. In the second email, you'll get a two week menu of my family's food cool. because I wanted to show people really early on what, what are you eating for a dollar? you know? Um, and I, and I just yeah.
0: want to put in, I'll put a link to that in the show notes at a very full slash 41. Since this is episode 41 with Shelly. So I'll give you guys the links to all of these things so that you can ch- sign up and get on her email list and see what, what some of these things are.
1: Yeah. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I preface my menu with the fact that, um, you don't have to like the food that we feed our family to feed your family. So my, my system actually have no recipes in my book at all. It's completely about how to think shop and prep food differently for the food that you want to feed your family. Cool. Um, so this is just an example. Yeah. Also, you will not be able to feed your family these meals for a dollar without doing a lot of my other steps because these foods are not accessible. It, if you just go into the store and buy the things to cook the things that are on my menu, you'd probably spend three or $4 a person. I Right, guessing.
0: right. Uh, it sounds like the whole system coming together is a really important piece of this, right? It's not it, just the food. It's like there are steps that need to be taken to relate really right. to this spot.
1: And, um, and I show my readers, if they're super slammed, I actually break it down, just do step one and two. Um, if you've got a little bit more time, do one through five. And if you want to save the most amount of time, money, and energy, then you, you have to do the whole thing because they do all come together. But there are a lot of steps you can do independent of the whole system and save time and money. Like I mentioned, if you simply go to the store one time a week, you're, I would, could almost bet you're absolutely going to save a hundred a month. You might approach 200 a month and you might approach 250 a month just by making that one choice. Yeah. So, um, so this week, okay. Last March, um, I got really overly ambitious. Um, <laughs> um, corned beef was on sale after, um, <laughs> after St. Patrick's Day. Sure, as it is. And it was 75 cents a pound. Wow. And I thought, okay. 75 cents a pound. My family likes corned beef. I bought 16 because I thought, um, you know, I could serve two a month for eight months and, you know, they'll be gone. Well, it turns out that my family loves corned beef once. They don't totally love it twice a month. (laughs) So um, I am now on a mission to use these corned beefs up before they pass, before next st patrick's sure so um here's my suggestion if saint if if a corned beef goes on sale after st patrick's Day, don't buy 16 so, <laughs> learn that's, from me right Step one um so this week what i um one of the things i do is i cook um a lot of times i cook my meat on the weekends i cook four to eight times a serving size um, by a family serving size sure and then I use that meat in distinct meals throughout the week. Um, and that is one of my big tips for saving time and energy, because if your meat's already pre-cooked, um, then you save a lot of time, like on Tuesday, you know, when you have 20 minutes to get food on the table. So this week is was um, corned beef week. So um, this week we had um, corned beef stew, which is amazing. I made up a recipe so. It sounds awesome. I want that. So good. Um, we also had regular corned beef with, you know, potatoes, carrots, cabbage. Um, and then we, I experimented with sweet potato, corned beef hash last night. I don't really recommend that. Um, that was not very good. Um,
0: wait, that is just too real because that is all of us. Right. And I often tell folks who are like starting out and they're like, I just want to make my meals, my family loves. And I want to save time. And I'm like, listen. Sometimes you're going to make meals your family loves. Sometimes you're going to make meals your family doesn't love. Guess what? It's still a meal. So yeah. now you know, everyone and you'll do it again.
1: <laughs> my, my 15-year-old missed dinner with us because he was out and about. So he came home, and there were so many leftovers because everyone- <laughs> He's like, look at all this. Yeah, he ate it. He comes to me, he goes, mom, that was the best meal ever. Did you like make that up? I'm like, I did make it up. He goes, it's so good. I said, you are in luck. Because he always wants to eat all the leftovers and he can't, you know, because everyone has to eat too. 15-year-old mm. boy, I said, the leftovers are all yours. And he's like, you're kidding. So it was like, I gave him a Christmas present. I love like, that. Yes. Um, so one out of six, loved that meal. Um, but that's not the greatest example. Um, we had Ham was on sale um, not long ago and for 79 cents a pound. So I bought four hams. So last week we had, um, loaded baked potatoes one week where I, when we do loaded baked potatoes, we're dairy free. So loaded baked potatoes here is not like other people loaded means loaded with veggies. So we saute or oven roast a ton of vegetables. You can't even see the potato underneath. Yeah, so we meat And then, so we got a potato or a sweet potato with some meat. And then we just cram veggies on top of it. And the veggies give all the flavor. You don't even miss the dairy. Um, when you load roasted or sauteed veggies, I love onto. that idea. That's awesome. Um, we had of course, uh, ham and bean soup, which is one of our all time favorites in our house. Um, a ham hash and, um, a cob salad. So that was on the menu the week before. Um, of course, other things smattered in there. um, So uh, we try a a real, a a really simple model that I use for my menus is, um, so I take a meat and I think of like six different ways to make it. So we usually do like a loaded baked potato night or a loaded baked sweet potato night, a salad, a soup, a skillet, Mm
0: -hmm. something
1: in the oven, and then something on the grill. And so that gives me like six ways to cook a meat. And I just I kind not that we always have that every single week, but if you follow my recipe, uh recipes, um, and after people buy the book, there's a site that you can become a part of. Um and I post all my recipes whenever I not my recipes, my menus as cool. I make them. So you can always yeah, so people be can get inspired. Eating. Um but you'll pretty much see that I kind of rotate through that. A salad, yeah. a baked potato, a soup, a skillet, a grill, and an oven. And that okay. kind of rotates me through. Oh, and a taco. Oh, we're huge on tacos. Tacos are big. Taco so with are- any meat every week. I love it. Amen. We, we, we love tacos. Um, so that's kind of how we eat, to give you an idea. Now, that may not look super veggie forward, but we, I mean, we just cram veggies in everywhere. So last night in the, in the skillet, um, I had bought some um, cauliflower rice. I thought we love cauliflower. I mean, I'm not kidding. My children... We cook two heads of cauliflower and it's not enough. My kids devour it. Wow. Um, and they love rice. So I thought cauliflower rice, we'll love that. No, no, we don't love that. We love cauliflower and we love rice, but not cauliflower rice. So, so funny, I,
0: I love cauliflower rice and it's like a huge hit in my house. So, oh you know, gosh. each their own, but that's so funny that so that's your experience. I bought four
1: bags because they were 99 cents for a big bag. Awesome. I know they were on clearance. So I'm like, yes, I never buy it because it's pretty high um, normally in my area. So I've been putting cauliflower rice in everything. So last night in the hash, we had sweet potatoes, onions, garlic, an entire bag of cauliflower rice, and then corned beef and eggs for those of us who aren't allergic to them. And that's actually a lot of vegetables. I mean, there was very little meat. Um, I was
0: going to ask you that. How much, like how many pounds of meat does it take to feed your family like one meal?
1: So it depends on which of those nights it is. So like the oven night, you know, obviously the meat per person is a lot more on that night. Because we usually sure. do like a meat, some lots of veggies, and some sort of a starch. And so the meat takes a more prominent role. If I'm putting it in a dish, like a soup, a salad, a baked potato, a skillet. Um, I actually serve my family two cups of meat for six people. Okay. That's so, my portion. So that's a, ziploc, for- bag. a, that's yeah. a ziploc bag. that's a sandwich size ziploc bag.
0: Okay. So that's about a third of a cup per person. Yeah, which isn't much
1: meat, actually. No,
0: I'm doing my culinary math in my head because, like, normally what I would portion with bone free meat is about a quarter pound per person. And that's like, that's actually kind of on the low side, but that's my instinct is to go lower. It sounds like yours too. And I would guess that that's probably more than a third of a cup, which is what you're talking about. So I love this idea of stretching the meat, not just because it's more pocketbook friendly, but because it's also healthier. Like You're having to get creative and load up on other things because you want your family to get full. But I think that so many of us are stuck in this like vision of meat at the center of the plate that we might have grown up with. And it can be a huge limitation when trying to eat healthier and save money and also save energy. If you're having to cook, a whole protein for everything, so that is so helpful to hear that perspective. And I'm yeah, we it.
1: we fill and we don't fill up with starches because I think that's a common approach when you're stretching your meat. Um, we we load up with veggies, and that that is an adjustment origin early on. If you're loading up with veggies, that is an adjustment to your hunger palate yeah. <laughs> um, or your satiation, whatever that word is. Yeah. Um, but once you adjust to it, then you're, you're fine. I mean, I, no one's hungry in my house. Right. Uh, With the exception of my one child who's very picky and I'm like, dude, you have a million choices. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, That's not my problem. He has plenty of choices. So no one's hungry in my house. And I definitely want to send that message clear because I think sometimes people think if I'm stretching my ingredients, you know, people are going to end up hungry, but that's where people fill up in between on, um, fresh vegetables and fruit. Yeah. And so if I'm loading them up with these giant heavy meals, um, well, I don't really think that's, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a food professional and I'm not a medical professional. So I'm really not qualified to speak on this, but in my own family life, I don't think that's the way to eat. I think smaller meals and a snack in between. And so we snack on, you know, carrot sticks and hummus or an apple with a handful of nuts. Well, if we load them up at these giant meals with this meat, heavy meal, then they're not having that extra apple at three o'clock. So they're not hitting their fruit and veggie goals for the day. So it is, um, anyway, it's, it's definitely an adjustment, but we do have a grill. Like I said, we do have a grill night and an oven night where we go sort of meat forward one to two times a week. And we really enjoy that. We love meat. So um, we like having, you know, a piece of meat on the grill. And um, so we're, we're not never doing that. Yeah, but we're just not always doing that.
0: Well, I love this of idea course. of flexibility, which is yeah. like, you know, just because you do something sometimes doesn't mean you have to do it all the time. Like you're an right. adult who gets to decide what works for your family. Right. And I think it's where some of us, like don't take ownership of that. Is like you don't have to follow someone else's recipes. You don't have to follow their plans. You don't have to do any of these things. Like you nope. get to decide what works for your family and maybe it looks different on different nights. And then I think there's also this piece around figuring out what does work for your family and paying enough attention to really know. Because for me personally, I know that if I don't eat meals that are um, balanced with healthy carbs, I will get hungry right away. Yeah. And so understanding that there is like some underlying workings, that it doesn't mean a formula doesn't work for you, but maybe like if I'm going to make something, uh, if I'm going to make a salad, I almost always put a whole grain in it. Because to me, that fills me up. Otherwise, I'm going to want basically not just a snack, but another meal not long after. Right. So I think you learn these things only by paying attention to your family. And I love that you have paid so much attention to your family that you have gleaned like these concepts that work not just for you guys but that can be applied to so many other folks as well
1: yeah well and that's that's like the perfect segue to my free chapter because it i'm it's all about so I teach people how to cook without recipes, which is all about I help them figure out what are your food values okay everyone's food values are different mm-hmm. and your food values influence your what's on your plate. My food values are my food needs to be simple, allergy-free, whole food, veggie forward, and frugal. Those are my five food values. Somebody else might have more money than I do. And so frugal doesn't even come on their equation and convenience might come in its place. Yeah. Um, or maybe they're fighting an autoimmune disease right now and they don't have time for chopping. And so simplicity comes much higher on their food value. Well, yeah. with that, they're... they're um, budget is going to go up. That's okay. Maybe somebody really values grass fed or all organic. Okay. So that's your food value. That's going to, that determines what ends up on your plate. So I teach people how to figure out what are your food values. And then from that, you make a food equation. So I just heard your food equation. Every meal that you eat needs to contain a starch or you're hungry. So my food equation is one protein, one starch, two veggie, a healthy fat and some sort of seasoning. Cool. That's my food equation. I can use that equation. I don't ever need a recipe ever again for the rest of my life. I can use that equation to form hundreds of meals with tons of variation. No one will ever get bored in my life if I combine those things. And so, um, it sounds like you've done that as well. And so you might need more starch and you, maybe your two starches to, you know, right. we have a starch with every meal too. Right. Um, and so
0: for, for some so. folks, it might be none, right? Like there are folks who are low uh, carb. Keto, and right. It's, Absolutely. Um, it's so funny that you bring that up because that's like the very first exercise I do with folks who join my membership is like what, we don't call it food values, but what are the three words that you would describe to that you would use to describe your ideal way of eating, and mine are whole real and unprocessed. like those those are my guiding factors. and if I am complying with them, then I know that I'm on the right track. Right? You're gonna be fine if you yeah, eat, if, exactly. if that's all
1: you focused on you're you're all right.
0: So you have provided so much amazing goodness here today, Shelley, and I'm going to put all of these links in the show notes, but I want you to talk a little bit by way of wrap up where folks can come learn more from you because I know that I didn't ask you all the questions and I didn't get all the answers and that is partly just I know not everyone has 12 hours to listen to us talk. <laughs> right. And also that like I want people to come find what you have to offer them. So tell them where they can come find it and then I'll put those in the show notes for easy access.
1: Okay, thank you. So um I can be found at www.dinnerforadollar.co. Um, and on, on there is going to be my free chapter. You can sign up there to get the free chapter that I referenced. And then in the second email, it will be a, my menu. And then I email once a week, every once in a while, twice a week. But I'm definitely not an email stalker. I respect your time and your email space. But every week is a whole food frugal tip. Of some sort. And it's usually seasonally related. So to help you navigate, you know, the holidays or different choices that you're making, you know, how can you celebrate the holidays without um, obliterating your food or financial goals? So those were some of the things we focused on this last holiday season, just to give an idea. Awesome. And then of course, there you can find my book. Currently at this exact moment, it's only available in ebook through my site. However, we are like days or weeks. And maybe by the time this launches, um, it will be available in print and in audio, but going to my site, you'll be able to find everything there and you'll get updates. And like I mentioned, January 15th, I'm launching the book club where, um, for free, you can get me once a week for 12 weeks, um, where I will cover each step of the, um, system one week at a time. Cool. And actually I was doing some math in my head because I think that this
0: interview is going to go live January 8th, if my math is correct. So that's going to give folks a week to get all signed up if they want to follow along with that book club. And I would recommend that for anyone who has goals of, you know, minding their food and their budget in the new year. Yes. That is amazing. I'll put those links in there.
1: Is there anything that we missed or other places that folks should follow along before we wrap up? Well, on my, I think going to my site is the best spot because then you can also get links to all of my social media Cool stuff. I am really active on Facebook. We have a Facebook community that's for anyone. And then we have a closed community for anyone who's bought the book. In the closed community, you can ask any questions as you're moving through the process of making these changes. Because I recognize what we put in our mouth is a series of, I don't know, probably 15, 20 decisions. And habits, and um, what we put in our family's plate is a lot of habits, mm-hmm. and changing those, like Amy said is is very simple it's very simple to say, "Go to the store once a week." That is a simple concept, but it isn't easy to implement that and walk that out and so I am available i'm not here just to sell books um, I'm available with full support after you buy the book to help you make changes. I am passionate about helping people hit their food and financial goals. They are not mutually exclusive. Well, I think
0: that's the perfect place to end. So Shelly, thank you so much for being here today, for sharing so much wisdom and also just like your personal story. It's so inspiring to hear how someone has taken something that was really a challenge in their life and it sounds like kind of a big barrier for you to overcome and turned it into something that can help help so many of us who are on the journey to being more responsible with both our food and our monetary choices. So I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Those of you who are listening, I appreciate you taking the time to be here today and listen in. And I hope that you will go um, check out Shelly's site and all those links will be at www.averyfullplate.com 41. Thank you for listening.